Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Job now continues his reply and his response to his three friends. Job chapter 13. My eyes have seen all of this. My ears have heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you. But I desire to speak to the Almighty and to argue my case with God. You, however, smear me with lies. You are worthless physicians, all of you. If only you would be altogether silent. For you, that would be wisdom. Hear now my argument. Listen to the pleas of my lips. Will you speak wickedly on God's behalf? Will you speak deceitfully for Him? Will you show Him partiality? Will you argue the case for God? Would it turn out well if He examined you? Could you deceive Him as you might deceive a mortal? He would surely call you to account if you secretly showed partiality. Would not His splendor terrify you? Would not the dread of Him fall on you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Keep silent and let me speak. Then come to me what may. Why do I put myself in jeopardy and take my life in my hands? Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance. For no godless person would dare to come before him. Listen carefully to what I say. Let my words ring in your ears. Now that I've prepared my case, I know that I'll be vindicated. Can anyone bring charges against me? If so, I will be silent and die. Only grant me these two things, God, and then I will not hide from you. Withdraw your hand far from me. And stop frightening me with your terrors. Then summon me, and I will answer. Or let me speak, and you reply to me. How many wrongs and sins have I committed? Show me my offense and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you torment a wind-blown leaf? Will you chase after dry chaff? For you write down bitter things against me, and make me reap the sins of my youth. You fasten my feet in shackles. You keep close watch on all my paths by putting marks on the soles of my feet. So man wastes away like something rotten, like a garment eaten by moths. So Job's response begins pretty much the way the last chapter begins. You may recall in the last chapter, he said, Doubtless you are the only people who matter, and wisdom will die with you. And then he went on to say, I have a mind as well as you, and who doesn't know all these things? Well, this chapter, chapter 13, begins in verse 1 by saying, My eyes have seen all of this. My ears have heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I'm not inferior to you. And so from a common pool of experience, 
Job's three friends and Job himself recognizes these general principles that they are stating, but Job knows that they don't apply to him. Many of them don't apply to him. And so he keeps um, defending himself. In verse 4, he says, You, however, smear me with lies. You are worthless physicians, all of you. I love that expression, worthless physicians. I'm sick, and you're, you're a crummy physician. If only you would be silent altogether. For you, that would be wisdom. In other words, just close your mouth. There's nothing wise coming out of your mouth. Silence, in your case, would be wisdom. In verse 12, he says, your maxims are proverbs of ashes. A maxim is a a general truth, not an absolute promise from God, but a general truth that um, uh, you can observe from human nature and so forth. The maxim, in this case, he says, they're proverbs of ash. Their, Their general understanding of the situation is worthless. And then once again, he says in verse 13, keep silent. Let me talk, but you guys keep silent. And so in the midst of all of this suffering, in the midst of his uh, sharp-tongued retorts, Job suddenly makes two powerful faith-filled decrees, uh, one of which has reverberated to believers down through the ages. Verse 15, he says, Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. That seems um, counter indicated or contraproductive to say, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. How are you going to hope in him if he slay you? Because you know, Job, that you're not just a natural human being. You're an eternal creation in the Lord. And so even though your natural life may come to an end, your hope will be found in him. Friends, it's true of you and I as well. Though he slay me, and in the case of Job, God was not slaying him, but his hope was in God. No matter what comes, Job was saying, I have hope in him. And then he says, this will turn out for my deliverance. So Job, in the midst of um, all of these negative emotions, he has a moment of clarity that uh, God will save him. He can trust in God, uh, even though the circumstances don't dictate um, evidence of why he should trust. He knows that he knows that he knows. God is good. God is his Savior. God is his salvation. God will deliver him. He can trust in him, even though his mortal life may come to an end. That is not the end. And then Job submits um, some petitions to the Lord. He says, Lord, um, withdraw your hand from me. He thinks the the suffering is a direct result of God uh, placing these things on him. And he says, God, stop frightening me with your terrors. Uh, My suspicion is that the devil was frightening Job and Uh, Perhaps Job's flesh was tormenting him with a lot of what-if questions. And so the Lord was not actively frightening Job. And then Job shifts into prayer uh, with some some heartfelt questions. He asked the Lord to reply to him. He asked the Lord to to please not hide his face from him. Friends, as a pastor, I counsel many people. And uh, for believers, those who have walked closely with the Lord, one of the most difficult things a believer can go through is a season where they feel like uh, the Lord is not responding. The Lord's not replying. Uh, The Lord, who has previously seemed very near, seems to be hiding his face uh, from the believer. That's, That's very difficult when you're in tough times. You want the Lord to be responsive, and you want to be able to perceive him as being near. Well, friends, the truth is, he's always near. 
He never leaves us or forsakes us. That's what the Word says. And so in Job's case, he had that sense uh, that God was not responding to him and that God was hiding from him. But it was a temporary thing, and the Lord, for his own purposes, was not responding to Job yet. He will indeed respond in, in due season. But Job's feeling of being abandoned is a a feeling common to mankind when we're going through difficult times. And so, Lord, for those that are listening that feel abandoned by you, and Lord, for those who are listening who feel that you're not replying to their, their questions and their concerns, I pray, Lord, that you would impart a supernatural sense of well-being and assurance, even though you may not reply specifically to the questions posed. Lord, let your Holy Spirit come and assure those that are listening that all things will make sense in the light of eternity, that you are good, you are wonderful, you are near us, you do never leave us, you don't ever forsake us. Lord, even though we don't perceive your nearness, you're with us. God, let there be a little respite now and reassure your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.